Welcome to Tulsa Titans, highlighting our local professionals who are making a difference. Today, I'm here with Burt Brock with Slim Haney. Uh, he is the quality manager. I call him the quality people manager. Uh, I've been blessed to know Brock for several years. Uh, and Bert um, also invests in young professionals and teens and mentored quite a few. How are you doing, Bert? I'm doing good today, brother. Good to see you. You too, man. And so we were talking kind of off um, before we got rolling about kind of where you're at this season and, and what brought you to, to where you're at. You want to share a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. Um... A real quick summary. I used to live in Indiana, lived there for 40 years, got a chance to come down here for a job. Um, I thought it was for the job, but it actually got me a relationship with Christ. So uh, that was the big part of that move. And then um, just with that relationship with Christ, it kind of changed my perspective on life. Um, so life isn't always easy, but we can get through it. And uh, it led me to the job I'm in where I get to impact people at work uh, just by leading by example and things. So um, I, work, I work at a machine shop. It's a little bit different. Um, there's not a lot of assembly that goes on. It's just machines doing the work. So it's a lot of the people one-on-one -on -one with the machine. So I had to adjust to that a little bit. Well, and one of the reasons I really wanted to dive in, so I was, I've been over at Slim Haney. And we were talking about quality and some of the processes you put in place, but since it is a, an individual, a lot of times the machine, I thought it was interesting the way that you notice what people are going through there and some of the time you spend with them. Can you speak to that? Uh, yes, I have a background in lean, but I also was raised up through my parents with caring about people and creating relationships. Um, so one of, one of the first things I did when I first got here about nine years ago was I went and talked to every employee that was here and asked them about their job, but also personal if they wanted to answer, like, are they married? Do they have kids, uh, hobbies, uh, things like that to try to create a working relationship. Um, and to this day, every morning I go out after our morning meeting and I'll go around and say hi to all the employees on first and uh, second shift, I'll go out and, uh, say hi to them also. So I try to make sure they know I care about them as a person, not just as an employee. No, and I know that you do that. Um, so what, what has been a couple of the, the highlights in, in really spending time with your people? What have you learned? Uh, well, a lot. I learned they're just like me. They want to be accepted. They want to be appreciated. They want to be loved. Uh, they want to be valued. Um, everyone has a story. Um, had a, one lady that works for me, um, and I asked permission to share this, but her and her husband was trying to have a child and couldn't, and they did all the medical procedures and all that. And she's 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 a uh, she believes in Christ and she's faith filled, and she come in my office uh, to talk to me about the situation because I was like hey I know something's wrong what's going on do you want to share and she did and I had an opportunity to ask her I said well have you given it to God and she goes yeah I pray about it I said well can you kind of tell me how you pray and listening to what how she was praying it was all about her and her will and not God's will so I had an opportunity through that 
kind of summarized back what she was saying. And I was like, does this sound like you really give it to God? And she's like, no. <laughs> so she, uh, she said she would work on that and change that. And the, and this is the way God works. Two months later, she comes up and they, they're pregnant. And the crazy thing is it's not just one, they had twins. And that even strengthened our relationship stronger. They come over to the house, we're part of their lives. So um, that's been a been impact just talking with her to start. We actually started talking about faith before she even told me anything about, cause she worked for me about five years and we were talking about that and she never really shared, hey, I wanted kids until her friends started having it and then they want it. So just building that relationship. And then um, I, I got many stories like that, but that's been the big impact one that just to see the way God works when you truly give it to him. That's awesome. Have you, would you, you know, I know um, coming into the the place that you now work and, and with your background and creating a lot of those safety processes and process in general and and you know keeping things really clean that that that's a necessity um but would you think that you had a bigger impact on people is that why you're there what's kind of your why in the workplace yes uh part of the reason dennis wanted me down here my boss is because of my lean background and again like you mentioned putting safety things in place keeping the place clean but i think the bigger part is me teaching and getting the employees to buy in why we do it. It's not just for the company, it's for their benefit too. Uh, where, you know, would it not be nice to come in and have all the tools you need right there and not have to go look for it and be frustrated? And I kind of use the examples, you try to tie it into them what they understand. So at home, many people who drive put their car keys in the same place every night so that it's there in the morning. And the time it's not there, it's like, oh, where is it? So I kind of try to get them to connect that way to understand and say tooling is the same way. Here's why we do this. It's more efficient. It's less frustrating. Some of the things like the frustration you can't measure. It's not, you know what I mean? The efficiency you can, hey, I get, I get a wrench in five seconds to do this. You talk cycle times. And as they see this being done and being involved in doing it and letting them speak their frustration, a lot of times after it's done and it's the new way, they're like, why didn't we do this years ago? Because they, they see the impact for them. Um, and then it's just a benefit for the company that they're more efficient. No, that's wonderful. And I think you hit on something. I don't know even know if you hit on it, that a lot of people um, really struggle when change happens. Yes. And you as an officer was a big change for the entire organization. Uh, so while you may be able to process things and show results and show metrics, uh, there's a culture component to it. And well, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, there is big, big, the culture is major. You're absolutely right. And I tried to lead by example to change that. Um, but when I first got down here, uh, we had two employees that I don't like using like negative words, like they were trouble but there were two employees that had a lot of frustrations and concerns on the way the company was being run. So I took time again, connecting to understand, talking to everybody. This is how I got their frustrations. And I worked with them and said, Hey, for the next two weeks, write down everything you're doing. 
and make a list of what you think you should be doing versus what you're actually doing. You know, like, am I doing something that's, I don't want to say not in my job title because we're not a union. We, we, you know, we can actually do anything. <laughs> um, so they're, uh, they took the time to write it down and I sat down there and I was like, once I explained to him, like, you know, this falls under being a setup guy. So no, that goes over here. That's goes over here. But the stuff that was left out that I agreed that did not go with what they were doing. I said, give me a month and I'll get this changed. And I got it changed. And that person had been totally different since then. They don't have as many concerns. I think they see, okay, he, he has some cred credibility because he's going to follow through with what he says. And he actually cares about us. Because when I talk to him, I talk about the process, but they're part of the process. I want them to be happy. I want you to come into a job that you're not waking up in the morning and say, oh, I got to go there today. You know, you wake up and you want to go there and say, how can I make a difference at work today? Not just with the machines, but with people too. The always tell them you don't have to be everyone's friend, but you got to respect people uh, and then, you know, go from there. So uh, that's been a long, because culture just doesn't change in a year, two years. Studies show maybe 18 months to two years. Um, and it all depends on the people and how well the people who's trying to change the culture believes in it and leads by it. I mean, when I got here, management wasn't even going to the floor and talking with people. It was like, you had your workers and you had management. And I was like, I, I don't operate that way. We're all a team here. We all have our responsibilities. I want them to feel like they're important and they are. So they're the ones that do the hard physical work that makes the money for the company. We're the support for them. If my support is letting them know I care about them and changing some things physically that I can help, like moving a machine, make their job easier, getting them involved and stuff. That's, that's easy for me. So a lot of that's right in line with one of the places I love to go in these interviews um, because you guys have such a great culture. Um, you, you're such an investor in other people with your time. It's where you spend a majority of your time. When I, when it goes to the culture piece, but really your values and the whole company running in the same direction, do you, you feel anything past quality times was helped create that or how do you continue to distill that in everybody? Well, big support is our owner. Uh, he always talks about it's faith, family, fun, and work. I had not worked for a place like that. It was, you come in, do the job, do it the best you can do, make us the most money. And for him to live it out and lead by example, that was big. Um, and he's been a big supporter of my faith. I mean, he come to my baptism. Um, we're allowed to talk our faith at work, which is awesome. Um, he encourages it. Uh, he doesn't like force it on anybody. It's uh, it's up to people. Um, so having having that higher support allows me to even be more passionate for the people because uh, I don't have to worry about them. Well, you talk to them for an hour, you know, I try to be efficient, but sometimes we get into some conversations that takes more than 10 minutes and to have that support to be able to do it. That's good. And um, just as we get more people understanding that we care, uh, like if I'm not out there walking around, 
they know. They're like, hey, where were you this morning? Oh, I had a half day vacation, sorry. <laughs> or I'm in a new building or, uh, so that that's pretty important to me that I don't think they're keeping tabs on me, but they care about knowing if I'm there or not because it makes an impact for them because I might give them that kind word or that good morning or something that sets their tone in the morning. Um, so just by continuing to do that, then we always try to improve our machines and our processes again, continuous improvement, not just with processes, but people. Uh, we have educational reimbursement program. We have technical training program. Um, again, we just try to let them know we're willing and able to invest in you to develop into the person you want to be, not only as a machinist, but uh, personally too. I mean, we have um, some uh, employees that only speak Spanish. We offer English classes for them to pay for them if they want to go do it. And we had an employee do that. And they were able to get a couple different positions that they were able to move into. Uh, allow And actually, the guy works for me now in quality. So I'm really thrilled uh, <laughs> because it was in, we had talked before because he he come up through, through a translator and it was like, how do I advance? How do I do this? And I kind of laid out a, well, this is what this would require based on the job. You willing to give that effort? And he did. So he was able to move. But just, just investing back into people, make sure they know we care as a company. What I know, because um, I've been there too, when you emotionally invest in people and then they are going through a valley, it can be emotionally draining. So, you know, in that, knowing that's what you're walking into every day, uh, and then now you guys are building a new building, so kind of balancing all that, what's something that you do every day that you know allows you to be effective? Uh, first and foremost, I do a Bible plan. Um, uh, every morning, uh, listen to it, under, try to understand it, and I research it if I feel I need to. Um, it helps me get my mind in the right set that whatever I run into today happens for a reason and I'm equipped to deal with it and I need to deal with it in a way that basically honors God. You know, it's like, I'm here to serve and not be served. And to have that mentality every morning, it's, it's pretty good. It, it really, I have very few bad or frustrating days anymore. And it's just the, it's the mindset change. It's all our perspective of how we want to look at something, you know? And, uh, but now uh, daily just doing that. If I miss it, I can tell because something creeps in and then all of a sudden I'm getting frustrated or not. Um, and again, where I work, uh, you, you can see in the picture there, I got a cross on the wall, but I got the Trinity cross on my desk and I got John six three sixteen on the other wall. It's a great calming <laughs> uh, environment in my office. Um, so I try to stay in the constant present of uh, the Lord so I can really understand why I'm here and keep that focus. Uh, we all have our moments, but uh, it's easy to snap back when I'm looking around. I'll say, oh, okay, I'm blown this way out of proportion. 
bring it back in. Let's deal with the facts. I try to deal with the facts and stuff. I don't, I try to take emotion out of it because with emotion and stuff, sometimes you're not thinking right. You're letting emotion take over the conversation or the situation. I try to control that the best I can say, here's the facts. You're having a problem with this. You're not, you're not complaining. You have a concern. I try to, the semantics or the words, that's part of the culture I'm trying to change too, is like, let's quit using so many negative words. If it is a concern, let's call it a concern. Um, but other than that, I just, the Bible plan really sets my whole day. And then I try to make sure I work off a standardized operation list. Yeah. Uh, like I have every task that, not every, but I have as many things as I, the job requires to do on a daily basis and I'll check it off. Either I had to do it or I didn't, I move on. And if I can't do it, I get back to it. Um, I, I'm a big believer in you need to write down your action items and check them off as you get them complete. And if you don't get them complete the day you wanted to, that's the first thing on your action item the next day. You don't start something else if you can help it until you complete things. So that's structure, because we get busy, we get sidetracked and I might forget something. So right there on the, excuse me, the standard work, it's just an easy visual reminder. Oh, I did that today. Oh, so. Goals don't get achieved till there's action taken around those thoughts. Right. What a, you know, what's interesting is I know I cheat a little bit. I know your backstory, right? So I know when you came to Christ and I know when you started some of the habits you're talking about, um, for anybody listening, how long did it take before that shift mentally happened for you? Oh, well, um, I was probably 41 years. I mean, I, I was, I lived in Indiana until I was 40, then moved down here. Then within that first year, I would say, is when I started attending church with the owner, um, and I was driving 25 minutes one way, kind of got selfish and uh, didn't want to do that. And I had a pastor that the church I was going to, you know, kind of said, hey, what's bothering you? And I admitted that, hey, I'm a little selfish. I don't want to drive this far for this. And he's like, well, we'll miss you. Get plugged in your community. And then that same night I got home, my daughter invited me to my current church, Life Church, which that's the organization I'm affiliated with. But I've learned that I am the church. Life Church is a building, is a, is a name. Us, the people, are the church. And uh, by going there and getting involved uh, right away, started serving, um, I was trying to fill a void. I, I miss my friends from Indiana. This was a good thing. My kids are grown up, so they didn't need me as much. Um, my wife is uh, like an introvert. She reads all the time. Um, and she was like, yeah, go uh, uh, do what you need to do and got me there. And I just fell in love with serving. Uh, but I really didn't serve for the right reason to start. I was serving to fill a void in me. I wasn't serving to honor God. And it wasn't until I had some pastors uh, invest in me. Bill Bennett was talking to me about things and why do I do what I do? Um, uh, meeting you uh, through being invited by a gentleman at church to like attend Band of Brothers or uh, look at it. I don't turn anything down. So I was like, Band of Brothers, all right, I'll try it. I'm, I'm not going to judge it unless I go through it, right? 
and got there and the impact that had on me for the three waves and what I did and meeting you and then leading into other things that the one degree program and that. Um, but it wasn't until like 2013 uh, when I raised my hand for salvation to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then that same year, uh, I got baptized. Uh, so I did that and that was like, okay, now I really need to pursue Christ, not just believe, but pursue and start understanding. And at the same time, going through Band of Brothers, uh, there was a guest speaker on week 10 of one of the waves I was in, uh, James Meehan, and he had talked about a 21-day challenge of praying uh, or reading your Bible, praying, and then listening. And like 18 days into this challenge, I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, God, I haven't, I haven't heard from you. What am I doing wrong? And that night, he revealed himself. Uh, to me in a vision and uh, that's the point it changed for me totally on my perspective of why I'm here um, I can't explain how the change happened but the vision I had it, it was like nothing was said it was uh, it was basically like this I woke up I was looking at a wall was about two inches away nothing on the wall about two seconds a vision comes up, my vision of what Jesus looks like. Uh, two seconds after that, I'm just like looking in his eyes and then I'm opening up my arms this way. And I get goosebumps now. But that's that's when it changed. And uh, it's life-changing. Um, but it helped me become a better person, uh, understanding why I serve. I don't serve for me. Um, do I get some out of it uh, as an end result? Yes, you always like helping people, and if they like it, great. Um, we had we had one of the ways where we go out and do community service, and we were doing it for uh, City Lights. Um, and we had the homeless where we set up cooking for them, um, haircuts, just talking with him and uh, a, a feet washing or foot washing station. And it was crazy because when they were asking what you wanted to do, uh, I don't remember raising my hand for the washing the feet, but I did. So I knew. I I, yeah. Huh? I said, I remember it. Yeah. It was like, no, it was the best thing because. What, what got me with that is just the relationship with the people. We had the conversation, but there was a lady when we first started that I asked, hey, would you like me to wash your feet? She's like, no, no. And she waited until we were almost done a couple hours later. And she come back to me and said, is it too late? And I was like, nope, I have one right here for you. And had a conversation with her. Um, and that... Just to see the expression in her eyes, that changed me too. It was like, it's very deep. But that helped me uh, through being saved and serving, helped me better at work because, again, I realize I'm here for the people at work, not just the company. So.
Well, that's awesome. And there's far too many people that, that I know that, you know, you get concentrated on the things you've got to get down to the direction of where the company needs to go and you overlook people. And they're the most important thing. You know, what's crazy is when the people are taken care of, they take care of the business. Yeah. So who in this season of your life, who's somebody that you admire? Well, you're probably going to think this is weird, but you, uh, just the way you do your business. When I first there with your statements on the wall, uh, you lead by example. Um, you're about relationships, obviously. Uh, the things that you do to lead people to Christ, uh, things like this, uh, your messages that you do, uh, hopefully when you're parked in your car. <laughs> not always, uh, but most of the time. Not always, but I mean, you're constantly uh, uh, leading by example, and that's like, man, that takes that takes some commitment and dedication to the level you're at. And uh, I don't want to exactly be you, but I want to have that level where I continue uh, to impact people, which I know I am at work. I've, I mean, we've had stories and people had to, so I know I'm doing it. It's just, I don't want to have to think about like, am I doing the right thing or am I making a difference? I don't get that with you. I you're very comfortable with what you do and you're like, Hey, I'm doing what I'm called to do. And if it affects people, great. If not, it's in God's hands. And so I need to let that part of it go for me. So, but, uh, and even, You've always reached out. You, even though, uh, you know, I'm not in a band of brothers anymore and actually attending, you still reach out to me. You still keep me involved. Uh, you think of me for training or that one degree. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to have someone like that in your life that, Hey, you don't always have to reach out to me. I'll reach you. And, and you have, so, uh, I, thank uh, you. Oh, thank you. Um, start writing that down you know when somebody's going through something and and you'll know when you spend quality time with people that it's not a something that's going to be done in five minutes right you know we always say one of my habits we always say we'll pray for somebody well i pray for them right then but they need continued prayer so i have a book to continually pray and then when i go back to what i wrote down i check on people you know it's not super yeah. complicated. Yeah. you know we always talk about the, the worldly bar being set so low we can make such an impact on people's eternity and their soul and their heart just by reaching out because the world doesn't. Um, right. But I will tell you, uh, Bert, and for anybody listening, you know, the reason we're doing this podcast to, to spread optimism and leadership, um, but man, you show love. And the reason that I wanted you on here is, you know, I mean, I'm in your organization, I saw you as a leader, even though you don't see certain things, I see them. Uh, but there was growth with people around you because you literally walk in a way that people should walk, in a way that God calls us to walk. You know, you may overthink a couple of things is what you just told me, but, but you love the people next to you. Mm. God loves you and you just share it. And if I could find 20 more of you, that's all I'd hang out with. In this season of my life, you know, the world looks at so many things. I just want people that love people. Right. And will do the right thing. And, and brother, that's, you've transformed the whole company culture doing it. And, and it was awesome to just walk in and see the relationship and the trust that people have with you. That's why you can direct them to make changes because they trust yeah. you and they know you're out for their best interest. So uh, I know you're digging the word every single morning. I think it's the most important book. Are there, there are other books and you mentioned one degree of the things 
that you've gone through, a couple of them that you would recommend to people and why? Uh, yeah, and this was early in my uh, career with the other company. Um, a very simple read, but I, I thought it was profound was who moved my cheese? Yeah, because it's all about change. Um, as we talk about a ever changing world, that's the only constant, right? Everything's changing. I mean, just think of last year with the COVID uh, restrictions and what's still going on. Um, and, you know, the cheese is a metaphor for what are you searching for in life? You know, it could be home, it could be good job, loving relationship, things like that. Um, and when it's moved or it changes, how do you react to that? And, and it talks about, you know, cheese is mice like cheese. So it really talks about a maze and the maze is your life and what you're going through and looking for. So I thought it was a simple read. I thought it was could connect and you could apply it to your life. Um, then another one was walk a while in my shoes. And it talked about statements from employees to managers. Um, so the who moved my cheese was more of a personal growth. This is about me applying it to my life. The uh, walk a mile in my shoes as a manager was I need to understand my employees want to be there for them, but how do I help them become the best version of themselves too? And it talks about statements and I had, we had talked off camera before or off this, but I talked about, uh, you know, just want to be understood, appreciated, valued. Um, they have feelings too, just like we do. So sometimes because of our titles, we might forget, Hey, we're, we're all human here. We all go through the same stuff. One thing that I work very hard is try to leave titles out of stuff. When I go to floor, it's not, I'm a quality manager. It's, hey, I'm a Slim Haney employee, just like you are. What can we do today to make it better? And, uh, but them books are simple reads. I like simple reads. Um, and obviously the Bible. I mean, that's that's hopefully a given for most, but uh, um, that's big because obviously there's everyday lessons in that. And it's amazing, like, what are you reading? How it ties into what you're going through in that season or in that time. It's it's not a coincidence. It's like, you need to hear this or you need to read this to help you get through what you're going through. Bert, thanks for spending time with us today. If, if somebody listens to this and they have a question or they want to talk to you, uh, you know, there's so many ways with all the social media to reach out to people. What's your preferred method to chat with somebody? Uh, I would prefer they email me. Uh, this way it's documented and then I can respond to that uh, when I get a chance. So um, I don't know if you can post or how we get my email out there, but it's uh, Bert, B-U-R-T dot Brock, B-R-O-C-K at AOL.com. Yeah, I'm old school. I don't got Gmail. Sorry. <laughs> we got an AOL account. Well, that's how we get it out there, right there, brother. Okay, there. You go. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, now I, I appreciate this opportunity, uh, just to speak with you and share some things. And um, Slim Haney has been a very good place for me to work because I've also been able to grow in my uh, career 
to not just investing in people, but learning about the business side, because uh, even though my title was quality manager, we're a smaller company. I, I'm HR, I'm whatever, whatever we need. Um, and like, like I said, uh, that's humbling because sometimes I could say, hey, that's beneath me. I don't need to do that. No, no, it's not. It's I'm going to lead by example. I'm not going to ask an employee on the floor to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Um, so it's helped me grow. In a corporation, sometimes you get some layers in there that can overshadow some of the things, the little things that need to be done. Uh, I love it when I'm out there cleaning up something because I got, you know, you got cell phones everywhere. I got a person out there taking a picture of me. Hey, you're working today, but a smile on their face. And I know they're just having fun. And I was like, yes, I am. So uh, it's been good. Well, Bert, thank you. Everybody, thank you. This is Kellen Counter, owner of New Wave Solutions. Uh, Bert, sincerely, thank you for giving today. Thank you.